I am going to, so I think I told you Ella, or maybe I haven't, she has agreed to um, sign up and go for student of the year, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Ooh. And um, we will not be the national student of the year because that person raises like over $200,000. So it's a contest, whoever can make the most money in seven weeks. And so I just want to put it out there. I'm going to put a link on our website. Yeah. It won't start till January 1st. But if you have been um, any way, shape or form of been unfortunately with leukemia or lymphoma, we would like if you would donate towards that starting January 1st. So my nephew died at six years old with a leukemia. He had the most rarest form of JMML, um, juvenile leukemia. And he was diagnosed in July of his fifth year and died um, two months after he turned six. So he, for like six, five or six months and he died at Jordan Becker's Children's Hospital. Um, but he had leukemia. So Ella is using him as her catalyst to keep her um, just pushing forward because we were originally going to set our goal of $23,000, $1,000 a year for the year he, he would be born or lived, right? He'd be 23 this year. But wow. after hearing the numbers of how much they earn, we're like, he's worth $2,000 a year. So we're going to aim for 46,000, but I'm not sure if that will happen, but we're going to try our best. And, and I think that would um, make my sister happy knowing that we are doing something in his name and his honor. Give back and he would be happy. And yeah. you, you don't have to be afflicted with leukemia or lymphoma to give to Ella's sponsorship. I think that's wonderful. I actually, my husband um, used to sell a product that was for leukemia or lymphoma. I'm not sure which one. And so he would help plan the light the night, mm. which is the event that they always do. And I don't know if they can still do it during COVID, but oh my gosh, it's such a fun thing. You have the, we, we, we would go early and we'd blow up these helium balloons and they'd put like light sticks inside of them. And then we'd walk and kind of parade around um, the civic center down in northeast portland and we'd have a light the night um so this particular company or foundation they actually raise money not only for research but family support yeah. and then there is um different advisors and i don't know if your husband worked on any of this but the advisors so like let's just say you have leukemia mm -hmm. there's all these resources available through them but unless you have somebody, a volunteer coming up to you and saying, we can help you with this, you know, because uh, like when you're in the mix of like having this terrible disease and you're just trying to survive, it's right. nice if um, there are these resources of people reaching out to families that could use these extra supports that are completely free because people have fundraised lots of money towards it. So yes. we're going to be it's going a good that. organization. They are yeah. really good. At least as I far I've never heard of that. That sounds really cool. It's so nice. It's so yeah. fun. And, and you, there's people there that have survived, um, and their family members and it's, and I think they get, they get a special color balloon. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool yeah. to see the different colors and really neat. Well, yeah, that's a great little thing for her to do. Good for her. Yeah. And we, then might also we might do like a, um, like your own, like say if you want to do your own 5k or your own, uh, like a half marathon that would be up to you to get your sponsors and then all that money that you raise could go towards donating towards the LLS through Ella for the student of the year project so yeah. she might be organizing something along those lines and you can do that from anywhere not just Oregon 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great thing to give to her. That's a that's a great great group. And also, um, I know somebody who has start. She's a college student, and she has started making lanyards for your face masks. So, how many times do we take these off, and then you have nowhere to put them? You know, and you just want to be able to just pull them down for a little bit to do something and put them back up. It's OregonMaskLanyard.com. Okay. So really inexpensive. It's going to a good cause. She's a college student. She's using the money to get through college. So go support her if you need a lanyard. I mean, who doesn't? I think we're going to be in this a long, long time. And I know she has, um, uh, she has white and she has black. Um, I think those are the only two colors right now that she has. So yeah, really support, support the youngins. I like it. Yeah, that's great. I like it. Yeah. Um, can I tell you a story too? This might be on a different episode. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to tell you how I found this story. Okay. It was, um, one of my clients was talking to me about the movie to die for. And it's only because it's based on a true story. She's like, Oh, have you seen that movie? And I've seen it long time ago. And it's with Nicole Kidman, Matt Dillon and Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Um, I don't know how old it is exactly, but it, they're very young in this movie. And so it's based on the, the woman's name was, um, her maiden name was Pamela Wojcic, but then she became Pamela Smart. She married Gregory. Now Gregory and her met, I believe when she was in college at Florida State University, but they're from New Hampshire. So how they met was she came home for Christmas and went to a Christmas party where she met Gregory. And he, she said she wasn't attracted to him at first, but that um, he's kind of a ladies man. And so for however it worked out, they started um, dating and they were pretty serious. They got married within two years. Then um, she was sort of a reporter. She was very driven. She wanted to be on the news. She wanted to be the next Barbara Walters. So um, she is working at a local um, news station. And also she got a job through the school district. And now the school district had her being... Um, because she worked with the media stuff, they had her doing uh, educational videos mm -hmm. and she was working on the project for self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So then she recruited a few of the high school um, kids to come and help her. And then they became basically her team, like her, you know, go-to people. She had hours and hours of, um, you know, doing interviews with these kids and then other kids. Well, then she became very close with these kids. Oh. like too close with these kids and um so there was a girl and a boy that they, she was really working with and like if you go by the movie which was loosely based on it at one point um they ask her to go take the dog for a walk and when she comes back they're in bed together the boy and this the teacher well she wasn't a teacher she was an educator for right. the school district but he was 15 years old and so she knew that there was this relationship going on and, but she was also being spoiled with gifts and stuff from this woman. Yes. And, um, she would say things to the boy, like, gosh, you know, if I wasn't married, we could be together or we wouldn't have to hide if I wasn't married or things like that. So she claims she made all those kinds of comments, but never suggesting he kills her husband. Mm -hmm. Because what comes next is that boy and two others came to the home that she supposedly left unlocked and they got in and they murdered her husband. Um, let's see, about a couple of days before their first anniversary. 
Now she's claiming innocence. She's saying that these boys did it on their own. Um, they have now are out of prison and she's still in prison. And I think what had happened was she was at one prison and then she moved to another one and then they played and maybe she moved because of this. I don't know if it happened at the old one and that's why she was moved or at the new one. And now she's sort of separated, but um, they played that movie to die for in like their hall. And then she had the, she had the, she was beat up really, really bad. Out of her. <laughs> well, I didn't want to like, I'm like, I don't know if we could say bad words if we put this on like YouTube or whatever. So she had the living daylights beat out of her. I think we can. She has like a plate in her face and everything. It was bad. Um, but the boys still claim that, you know, she completely manipulated them. These boys weren't good boys though. Like they had robbed another place like three days earlier. So she's saying, these aren't great kids. They did this anyway. Yeah. And then they were just robbing my place. And the only thing that really convicted her was the girl involved went in with a wire and she even hugs her. She's like, oh, I don't really trust you. I'm going to, I'm going to hug you. She never found it. And there's conversation of like, well, you know, as long as, you know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm afraid you're going to tell the truth or you're going to do this or that, you know, so she kind of did it. She, with that video is what convicted her. Oh, and this is what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh my gosh. This is how my brain works. The reason <laughs> I'm even saying this because we like local cases, right? Right. Well, in the movie, we, I was watching this with Michael and, and the kids. Michael was actually in the kitchen, but um, <laughs> their TV was on in the movie and it was Tom Peterson and Gloria's too. Oh my God. And Michael and I look up at each other and I'm like, that's so weird. That. I don't think this is a local case. It wasn't, it happened in New Hampshire. It was filmed in Canada, but the director is Ves Ves what's his name? Gus Van Sant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. So he's from Portland. So, I mean, unless the TV, but you know how like they probably had like a VHS at that time yes. in there and that's what's playing the commercial because, you know, like if they have to cut, do it again, it has to line up. So I'm guessing that was put in there on purpose, that particular commercial. Gosh. Yeah. Because it, it's a local store here. So that's the local tie to Portland in this movie, which brought me to this case which not, isn't legal or local, but it was still an interesting case. It almost reminds me of that um, Letourneau. Yeah, I was going to say. Mary Lou Letourneau out of Seattle. Right? Yeah. Died. I know. Um, so what's funny about that thing, it was, remember it was Ron Peterson at first and then they went through bankruptcy. Yeah. And they became Ron Peterson and Gloria's Tom, too. Tom Peterson. Tom Peter, what'd I say? Yeah. And then you would get the flat top. Remember, yes, like, you you could get a free flat top and the hoo 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 the owl. Remember, remember the um they had taken like his his picture and it was spray painted all over the city. Do you remember that? He, well, he died like they both died in like the eighties, late eighties. I would say eighties. No, spray painted. He was all, all over. over. He was a Portland. And, yeah, and in the tunnel, the twenty six tunnel, and everything all he over was the place. almost like um rambling rod. Yes. But more so. Yes. He was, a, he was an icon. Tom Peterson yeah. was an icon. He was. So when I saw that commercial on that movie, I was like, what is what? happening? I'm going to have to look this up and talk about it. But um, so long story, that's how I get back to the Portland tie to um, that particular case, which happens to not be in Portland at all. Right. <laughs> but it's still interesting how, you know, being that she never actually did anything. Yeah. 
it's kind of like Charles Manson didn't actually do anything. He yeah. just manipulated everybody to do it. And they're the ones that stay in the prison the whole time. Well, there's been several I mean, cases. Though. There's been several cases and hers is not the only one. I actually was just watching one about a woman who did the same, very same thing. So but do you think the Kate, like, do you think they should stay in longer or the same? Like, what do you think? Of, about oh, I think she 100% did it. Uh, like she was, she was, and even though she didn't pull the trigger, should she oh. have this longer sentence than everybody else? She was yeah. the mastermind of it. And, the, and most of those kids were minors. Mm. Um, not necessarily. They all were. Yeah, not necessarily when they got convicted, but right? She, she was only 23. Like yeah. she was young too. And she spent more time in prison than she was out of prison at this point. I think she, like, how sad is that you would at 23 years old make such a terrible decision that it will affect you your whole entire life. Like, I mean, I've made some bad choices, but at least they're not with me now. Like, right. I mean, other than, you know, fractured part of my soul and my foundation of who I am, but <laughs> you know, anyway, yes, I do know what you're saying, but I think yeah. that's a little bit, I think she knew exactly what she was trying to manipulate. I know, like, but like one year, like, why wouldn't you just get, oh, why didn't you just get divorced she wanted the car she wanted the condo she wanted this and I'm like all of that is replaceable you you don't even have choices now but you know I guess you don't think of those things you know and she she was not she was not well in the brain that's yeah there ain't nothing worth that because guess what you don't have the condo or the car now and you're sitting behind bars yeah you have nothing so were they did they kill the guy they did kill the, the husband yeah they shot him like six times they were claiming um they were claiming actually i think in the movie it said six times but when the dad heard about what had happened one of the dads of the boys he went and looked for his gun and i believe he saw that one of the things was missing one of the bullets or something was missing he turned that gun into the police the police then checked it and it matched the one that was used in the murder so I think that's how it all kind of fell apart. Oh, okay. And then um, I think it went from there. Like, wow. But they are all out of prison. It's just she is where she needs to be, I think. Are they keeping their noses clean now that they are out? I didn't even look. I don't even know. I mean, I couldn't even imagine if you already started bad and then you had this other thing. I mean, unless you just don't want to go back, that would be. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Jeez. I am going to tell you another story, but I'm not prepared right now, but it's um, the dead by sunset. I mean, I probably know this case pretty well, but I don't have like everything. And I'm a terrible storyteller. I've realized in all of this, I really, um, because what makes sense in my head does not come out in my mouth and my words. So I need to, I have to work harder at this than you, Melissa. You're just a natural, like at a lot of things, but. You know but what? I, I, think, I think that A, I present things for a living right I present designs and secondly I did take Toastmasters oh you did yeah um, the other thing is like if I know something I can tell you about it but when I'm trying to um like when my friend was telling me about American Horror Story when that first came out she told me like exactly like what it was and like the whole story like when I tell you I'm like well gosh there's this thing and then this happened because it's all over the place but when she told me it all made sense and I was like oh that sounds like a really good show yeah. there's no way I could describe that to you like yeah. um that's just an experience you have to find out for yourself right. <laughs> but well, I, I, this, is a, this is a challenge for me to have to 
be better at this? You know what? I think you're doing a good job. I like to have um, the information kind of laid out in an outline so that I don't just read sentences, right? Yeah. But then I could go, okay, I want to make sure to get this point, this point, this point. And then you do have to be willing, like with our appointment yesterday with Cindy and Michael, I had questions, right? Yeah. Well, we kind of skipped around or they would talk about something and I didn't ask it. And so I didn't need to ask that. So you kind of have to be willing to bump around on your outline to go back and go, okay, well, what was this? And, you know. Well, I think they would probably meet with us again and we can send them questions in advance and kind yeah. of let them lead it, you know, but I wanted to say, whatever you're looking at, it either looks like a poop emoji or it is a pyramid or something on your computer screen. What I'm looking at. Oh, I'm looking at to die for. Is it this thing? Can you see my well, the reflection in your glasses? It looks like a triangle right here. Is it this thing? Can look, you... look, look down a little bit. Now talk. Hello? 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 Yeah, it looks like a triangle in your glasses. How so I was I... trying to figure out what you were looking at. How do I show you what I'm looking at? Oh, wait. I think here. you can share screen. It's um, Nicole Kidman to die for. Yeah. I wonder if it's her cleavage that you can see. Well, and she was mad because there isn't, um, it's loosely based on that. There are some facts in it, but it's kind of really loosely, she said, um, because she wasn't, um, uh, there were a lot of things in it. When I, there's a lot of interviews with Pamela Smart on YouTube, and uh, I think they made her to be a little different in that movie than she was in person. But then uh, again, I don't really know what what is true if it comes out of her mouth well this is the part that um is confusing why because when you told the story and this is lydia gains national attention by telling her side of the story in a televised interview becoming a celebrity larry's sister janice which is played by elaine douglas practices her figure skating on the frozen lake where suzanne's corpse is hidden but suzanne isn't dead she's still alive so i don't understand yeah, let me try to remember that part of the movie. I'm trying to, I remember, I'd have to go back. There is, so somebody was supposedly put into that lake. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember, but that's why that didn't, I don't think that the really happened. Man lures, lures Suzanne away from her home, kills her, and then places her beneath a frozen lake. So, okay, basking in the media spotlight, Suzanne fabricates a story about Larry being a drug, at, drug addict who was murdered by Jimmy and Russell his purported dealers. Jimmy and Russell are sentenced to life in prison. Russell gets his sentence reduced while Lydia is released on probation. Meanwhile, Larry's father, Joe, realizes Suzanne was behind his son's death and uses his mafia connections to have her murdered. The hitman lures Suzanne away from her home, kills her, and then places her beneath yeah, yeah. Lake. Right, so they had to make, they had to finish the story, but... Um, yeah, there, there's a very, there's an ending of her um, okay. ice skating on the end. But when I was listening to the YouTube, some of the YouTube interviews, the one of the detectives on the case, when he went to question her the very first time, and she's like, because she knows media and she knows the news because that's what she wanted to become. She says something to the point, and she's not sad. She's not crying. She's not upset at all. And she's like, um, actually, you know, we were about to have our wedding anniversary 
there is the top of our wedding cake, you know, you're supposed to have on your anniversary in the freezer. Do you want to get some B-roll of me taking it out? And the guy was like, that's such a weird, like she's trying to sell the story. And so he knew at that point that she had, there was something going on because yeah. making any sense, but so she was thinking shots and how to, how to, you know, tell the story of what had happened. So cuckoo, cuckoo. not good anyway. Yeah. That's all right. We well, I'll get a couple more stories. We'll start canning some and getting them recorded and okay. Get some more going. Okay. I'll break this into a couple and then we'll have those. And then, so next week will be Mike and Cindy. Yeah. So what are we doing, uh, Suzanne again? It's not till the first week of the first Monday of January. Okay. And then we'll do every three months from then. So we could talk about that. So we'll put it on the calendar. We do have Suzanne Jock is still on our show. We're just going to be doing her quarterly. It will be starting January 1st, the first Monday of that month at one o'clock. We will be recording, taking very confusing. seven callers. That was very confusing. What okay. day is that? January what? Oh God. What? <laughs> Hold on. Let me look at my calendar. I don't even know. Then I have to put on my glasses to see. Here, I got you. No, right here. January 4th. 4th. January fourth, the next Suzanne. Hey, Jockus. Okay. Hey, Salon fans, we know you've been missing Suzanne Jockus and probably wondering where she's been the last few months. Well, we took a break, but we are going to have her back on the show January fourth, two thousand eleven. So that gives you plenty of time. Oh, two thousand eleven. <laughs> well, I was thinking twenty one, even though you said eleven. But I'm like, what? Okay, add 10 years to that. So yeah. 2021 on January 4th at one o'clock. So we're going to have our on our show January 4th, 2021. I can't yes. even say 21. That's just yeah. odd to say. And, well, I'm and ready to not say it 2020 any longer. Me too. Boy, this has been a cluster year, huh? Awful. Woo! Well, and I keep hearing that Mercury's in retrograde or something crazy like that, which I don't follow. Do you know anything about that? No, but the more we do these sorts of episodes, the more I hear stuff like that. And I guess eventually it'll all start making sense. Like um, I had actually the vibrational lady, she said, every new moon, set your intention for that moon. So like, if you want to be more patient, maybe set that intention for that month under that new moon. Cause new moon is new beginnings. And I was like, well, that's easy enough. I could break that down into something a little bit more tangible versus like, I don't like bigger pictures. I think mine's going to be not to be a right writer. Oh, Melissa, that's just who you are. And you, it, there's no reason to change who you are. You know, I think it holds a lot of angst for me. If I could just go, oh yeah, I was right and put it away. Yeah. Like, I think I'm holding on to energy that just isn't positive. So then how do you change that? Besides not doing it, but what are you going to do to get rid of that? Because if you can tell me that, I can change some other things about myself, really. I know this is a great question. I don't have the answer to this. I'm like the same thing. It's hard for me to let go when I'm right or when I feel like I've been wronged. And Wrong. how do you yes. do that? or mischaracterized or wrongly characterized or people have the wrong impression of what happened. I am there with you 100%. And the so I have a question. 
it's only our per, like it's only our perspective of what they're actually thinking. We don't exactly. know what they're actually thinking, but this is no. what I think they're thinking. So therefore, I'm all upset about it. Like, I how know. do you not be that? And I want to defend myself. Gosh yeah. darn it! And they're oh. like, "Why are you saying that? That's not even what I was thinking." And I was like, "Oh, exactly. Oh, really? Well, then ignore what I just said." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I do have a question though that my girlfriend asked me and I thought it was a fabulous question to ask yourself every day. If you loved yourself, she didn't say fiercely, but if you loved yourself fiercely, or let's just say completely, what would you do today? What would I do differently today? Yeah. I didn't even know what that looks like. Okay. Well, I didn't what either. does that look like? Because like I would do what I'm doing, right? Or would I do it differently? I probably wouldn't have gone to Starbucks. I would have cared for my body a little bit more. I'd probably go for a run. Like and that's really just speak, I don't know. What would you do? This is a well, hard so I totally fluffed off and was like, I don't even know how to answer that. And so then the rest of my girlfriends answered in what they would do. And I was like, oh, good answer, good answer. And the one said, I would stop feeling, um, I would stop feeling stress over things that I couldn't control. <gasps> That's a great answer. I love that answer. Okay, that, that one. And then the other one was, um, I wouldn't um, beat myself up for having had, you know, ice cream with the kids last night. I'm like, oh, these are great, great responses. That I well, couldn't think of anything. Yeah, I can't think of anything either, but I wanted to read this to you. This was on, um, I don't know if you remember Eric Dawson. He worked at the club um, a long, long time ago, but he posted this and I'm sure he just shared it from something else on Facebook. But it says, marriage is hard, divorce is hard, choose your hard. Obesity is hard, being fit is hard, choose your hard. Being in debt is hard and being financial dis financially disciplined is hard, choose your hard. Communication is hard. And not communicating is hard. Choose your hard. Um, live a life. Oh, life is never easy, but it will always be hard. Choose your hard and pick wisely. And then I was like, oh my God, that really has like stuck with me all week. Because if you think about it, like um, right now, we'd love to lose weight. So it's not easy, but being fat isn't easy either. Yeah. But which one is more important? Like, which one am I willing to do? And I was like, well, when you put it that way, like, of course I can do it. Is this going to be hard? But what I'm doing is hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I really, I really like that. And there's, there's two different thoughts. Like one is um, you can stop beating yourself up every single day about not being the weight you want to be, right? That's a choice. Or you can start making changes that support you not being that weight for the, you know, for exactly. everything. Right. So and I love the way decide. I put it. Like I was like yeah. a totally different perspective. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Hey, one you, you get to decide, look, Leslie, if you're mad about this, are you going to keep doing what you're doing and keep being mad at yourself? Cause that's not good. Like you don't deserve that. You're a great human being. You have a great family. You have all these wonderful things in your life. There are, I could say a million million people in a line that would sign up to have your life in your body today. Right. Right. So many people would feel so blessed to have your life. So you can either choose to accept, look, 
this is just where I am right now. This is my body right now. I love it in spite of its flaws. It is what it is. It gave me four beautiful children, one wonderful husband. You know, I have a great life. Yeah. It just is what it is. Or you can choose to say, okay, I don't love this. I'm going to start making changes. And maybe there's small changes every single day to right. love myself a little bit more. I'm going to love myself by not having that frappuccino, malcaccino, whatever, right? I'm going to love myself more by getting, going out on a walk, even though I really don't want to, because it's eight o'clock and it's dark. Yeah, and you're right. Totally right. Yeah. Yeah. That and, and I have that, about. I, I, well, I, 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 it's not my talk that I tell myself. It's what I try to tell my, my brain tries to tell my heart because it's not how I tend to think either. Um, I am one of those people that go, Oh, I worked out today so I can have that goodie. I yeah. am not the person who says, oh, I worked out today. I'm not going to eat that goodie. Yeah. And I see there's two different camps mm -hmm. and I work out so I can have that goodie. And there's other people who work out and they go, no, no, no I don't want that goodie. I'm like, yeah, I'm for the reward at the end. Like yeah. I need to change that. Right. Like, but I wish like, so just because I didn't have that treat after that run or that whatever, I wish my body knew that and then like subtracted what calories I would have taken in and deducted that for me. Well, and, actually, you know, well like it made it a negative. It doesn't, I just, because I just didn't eat it. I didn't consume yeah. those calories, but I really want extra credit points for not eating it. Me too. I, I, I it's that right fighting, right? We, we want yeah. acknowledgement that we didn't eat it. Yes. But at the same time, after for so long, we would see those things. Yeah. Which is so funny that you say that because my husband, um, on occasion, I maybe, you know, talk too much, like, like, what? You know, no. well, and not like just babbling talk. Like I, it's again, right back to the right fighting. It's like, I will say something in response to something. Right. And sometimes he's like, can you just not say anything? And so I've really worked on it. This is my problem with it, Leslie. When I don't say anything, he doesn't know that I'm not saying anything. So I'm not getting credit for having not said anything. Right, right. So you might as well just say it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, okay. How do you know how many times I just haven't said anything? Right. Like you I'm doing good. I don't know how to do it. Well, guess what? I refrained six times ago. <laughs> when we turned down this road, I knew this wasn't right, but I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. I was going to let you fail on your own, but that I wanted you to learn that lesson on yourself. Yeah. Well, what I was told today was because I have like this technical brain, I like to figure it all out. So if somebody does something and it doesn't jive with what I like, then I think about it and I'm like, well, they only reacted because of this. And that's why they did that. And that's why it affects me in this way. But when I do that, it eliminates my emotional, my feeling towards it. And so I don't feel anything towards it. I just know, I understand why they did a certain thing, right? Does that make any sense? Yeah, kind so, of the lady who I went to see the vibrational healing, she's like, because you don't have that kneeling, that, that um, emotional attachment and you don't have feelings. She was, that might also be why you're not being able to see and perceive your intuition as strongly is because you've now um, not validated any of your feelings because instead of feeling it, you figure out why it happened in a certain way. Does that make okay, any so sense? Give me an example. Um, Let's just say, um, 
let's, this is totally just a story, but like, like if I was driving and somebody totally flipped me off because I may have got in front of them a little too close. And I was like, oh my God, they're so mad uh, because I cut in front of them or maybe something happened to them earlier and they're just upset and they're taking it out on me. Instead of me feeling anything towards that, like whether I'm frustrated or I'm also angry or I'm super upset with myself because I just cut somebody off. I don't feel that. I just, because I've gone through all the scenarios of my brain of why he may have reacted that way. Therefore, I don't feel anything. So you do a good job of that. Is that what you're saying? I do probably because I don't, yeah, I don't hold, I don't have that emotional one. I don't have those feelings. And she's like, because, because you do that and you do that so well, when, like, when you get hits or like intuition comes in, you may not be even noticing it because you don't validate your own feelings and your own like emotion towards certain things. Oh, interesting. So if I were, so if you were feeling more when people, let's just say wrong you or mistreat you, if you weren't making excuses for their behavior, then you would be legitimately feeling that thing. Right. Is that what she's saying? And then if you were a legitimate feeler, like allowing yourself to legitimize your feelings about something like that hurt my feelings or that guy's being a jerk to me or whatever that's uncalled for then you would maybe be more open to your intuition and more sensitive to it because I have now like like say this is your person and then you've cut your emotions down so I'm like I'm like this I'm just sort of she's like you're super grounded and all of that but she's like there's just really no emotion or feelings towards stuff so like um if I was, I don't even know how to explain it, but that's what she, her thought was, if I'm just so um, unattached, it's yeah. probably more like it. if I was more, yeah. I have wondered this and, and riddle me this, tell me, tell me what your thoughts are about yeah. is we do all this work and you never ask to communicate with your dad, communicate with your mom messages, whatever. You always want other people to have that joy and that, that, um, security and that, um, interaction, right. But never for yourself. So is that part and parcel of you being able to take your emotions and go, that's over here. And I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to be um, potentially touched with emotion by having my dad occur- come or my mom or having that being seen with that? Well, I think there's probably two things. Yes, that might be true, but more so where, because I feel like I understand when somebody passes on, they go, um, they are just not physically here, but they are spiritually still with us. Yeah. And so I feel like there was nothing that went unsaid between my families that I don't feel like there was like anything that I needed to connect with them for to like resolve anything because I just feel like um, they knew how I felt. And so I I don't really need that, but I feel like the people who maybe um, struggle with death or with the loss of one, if I can share that with them and let them have peace of knowing that their family members are still with them, but they're just not spiritually, they're not physically here, but they're spiritually with them at all times and they could connect them at any time. So I, I kind of, I, so yes to all of that, like, yes, I probably don't want to feel that. And I don't want to have to bring it all up and everything. Cause I feel like I'm at a good place. I don't need that reassurance. Cause I just know that they're fine. Yeah. They're probably doing the work that they need to come back, but I want to share that with others who may be struggling with that. Or if let's just say they're on hospice or they're 
you know, terminally ill on their own. I don't want them to worry too much because you're going to be safe and you're going to be fine. And, you know, you'll be coming back. <laughs> you'll start yeah. over. It's fine. Like, yeah. although our world may be not here, but you know, <laughs> yeah, well, because so I, I, I probably just, I never actually thought about it that way, but no, I just thought of the fact that I've never seen you cry. I've never really seen you be emotional. Yeah. I mean, probably very really, rarely, but you know, our EFT lady, she saw me like, <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. And that was so hard for me afterwards. I'm like, I'm oh, okay now. And she's like, well, what just happened? I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Like it just happened. Like, and I don't even remember what she asked me, but she would always say, well, how does that make you feel? And I would say, well, I know he did this because of this. And I, da, 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 da. I, I like, I made sense of all of it. She's like, I know you understand why it happened, right. but how did it make you feel? And I'm just like, well, like shit. And that's why I don't like, excuse my language, but that's why I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. So maybe, maybe I need to just, well, you clearly like have, or something. You clearly have adapted an ability to kind of compartmentalize that emotion. I know we've been doing this now, what, for six months, seven months. It's our seventh month. And I've broken down into tears a couple of times and been like, okay, I'm tearing up, like <laughs> got tears welling in my eyes, you know. Um, but I don't think I've ever seen that from you. Well, like sometimes I'll get like, you know, like more moisture in my eyes than normal I mean but you know it's not a bad thing I just um was wondering if that's kind of what she was implying is yeah, that you... I think so but I guess I didn't realize that so much about that's I mean I I don't know that's um, something for me to think about I guess I don't know either I don't know but I know you this is getting stronger we just have to keep tapping into it Whatever that means. I don't I know. know. One day I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, Melissa, your mom, blah, 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 blah. No, grandma, whatever. Yeah, exactly. My grandma's sitting right here. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. We'll have our stories. Have you been working with your pendulum? No, but I was thinking about yesterday because I was like, you need to get your pendulum out. I know. Your pendulum. Because I did. Well, I did. You asked me that. I was like, I'm going to wait till you meet these people first because I totally got a different thought about them. Yeah. than what you thought and I just needed you to meet them first and be like okay I got it out and I did it with Eric and he was not better than me I will have to tell you but that really? time when I did it Leslie it actually worked let but, me grab um, mine really quick and I couldn't find anywhere where it would say um how long it should be um the pendulum string should be I couldn't find that online anywhere because I was kind of playing with it but I think I do better when mine is longer. Look what I have. Oh, look at him. Daisy. It's her. It's right, Daisy. Is that Daisy? You're so heavy. Is that Daisy? Yes. Okay, I can't remember which dog we're on now. Um, so I think, like, I would hold it like this. Give right, it I think good. mine does better when I have it a little longer, too. Here's well, my question, though. Personally. Oh, okay. I was reading, I was reading, they say, take your two fingers and like, do Hold something it. like this. Is that, do you probably do to keep it from swinging, like to stop it? Yeah. Like you stop it, you come down it. And then do you have a special way of doing that? Um, I just, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe with, I don't even realize I do it, but I probably just stop it when I'm getting it going. 
We'll have to do a whole episode about this. Yeah. How long's your string? Do you, I mean, how long is your from there? I just hold it like this. I, I hold it in my hand. Well, usually I go like this and then hold the rest in my hand. I do, but you hold it different, right? Do you string it over your finger like this? No, I just hold it. You just hold it like this. Okay. Is that the way you're supposed to hold it? Because I, I usually do all this. a personal preference, however you want to do it. Well, I'm not very good at it, so I gotta, you know, figure this out. But I'm gonna do it. Everyone's gonna be different. Like, so Jeanette's probably gonna teach us a totally different way, but that's just her way. Right? Oh, did you see? I think it was last Sunday. She's like, I can record today. Oh, where did she write that in an email? She texted that. Oh, I, I think she maybe didn't include you, and I was like, what? We're recording. Oh, I did not even know that she had done that. I think she just texted me now that I think that. Um, so my son um, texted me while I was at work and he wanted an old man haircut. Um, <laughs> you know, when there's just hair along the sides on the back and Shut nothing up. on the top. Shut up. Was so, this for Halloween? Uh, no, just because. Uh, so Deegan. I got my clippers home. Deegan, my quiet one. So I said, okay. And I told Michael, like, we're going to give him an old man haircut. He's like, okay, it's COVID. We're not going anywhere. So then um, he, I gave the clippers to Tris or to Deegan. He wanted me to do it. I said, I'll do it, but you have to make the first like thing. So yeah. he went to the bathroom and just shaved right here off. I said, okay. So it, I basically just like, he has no hair. So when he wears his hat, you can't tell. So when he's in his Zoom classes for school, he takes off his hat and it's like, his teacher's like, <laughs> and, but he, but I wanted to like shave it like completely bald. Um, so there's just really short, short hair. Like it looks like Fred Flintstone, like the little where it's gray. Uh, okay. So he didn't want to. Uh, no. So there is no guard on that. It's, it's like, it's like, it's there. There's no hair there, but enough that you can see like a five o'clock shadow type. Yeah. He thinks it's really cool. It's so funny. <laughs> I thought like, are we going to shave the rest of it off? He's like, no, I was going to keep this for a while. Okay. That's so it's like old, old um, mom jeans. Mm -hmm. And then they call them dad shoes, right? The big clunky tennis shoes are called old. I think they're called dad shoes. Okay. And the dad hats mm -hmm. that they're wearing now, they call dad hats. So is this the thing now, dad haircut? The, this would be more like a grandpa haircut. And <laughs> I said, I go, the hair that's a little longer on each side, like try to comb it over. Cause that, <laughs> that would be more of an old man, right? Oh like if he got it wet and then just kind of greased it over, even though that hair would probably only cover this much of it. Is he gonna go trick-or-treating? No, they're not going out of this house. Okay. We're going to have know. our own party where um, I'm going to do a scavenger hunt, which I think I told you about. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. We're going to do our own scavenger hunt with our own things in our own house. And we're going to play um, pin the nose on the witch. I, Lucy drew this beautiful witch and we're, we're going to pin the nose on the witch. Um, we are going to gamble for Halloween candy. Ooh, um, so I recently fun. saw that movie Molly's Game. Oh, that was Did you ever see that? Yeah, that was an old movie. Yeah. Was it? That's a good yeah. movie. So that's what sort of inspired me to like curl my hair this way because she kind of she went like this. Oh yeah. Game. So I was trying to um because I thought she was so pretty. I wanted to. She is pretty. 
very pretty. Um, so we've been doing gambling and I've been having, there's a bank where right now we have some um, candy banked up in the, in the home bank or whatever. Yeah. The, the house, the house, the house account. So yeah. their house bank or whatever. I've got some, you know, candy built up in there. Oh my gosh. I, I have the okay, So will other, will other kids be trick-or-treating? We, because of, we live in an older neighborhood, they usually go to the newer neighborhood where they give out bigger candies or the houses are also closer together. Okay. And um, so we don't get very many anyway. So we'll just keep our light off and maybe put out a little bowl. But like Michael would, if there was anything left over, he'd just throw it away. He wouldn't want anything that people have touched. And yeah, we well, did do bag some, over the weekend. Full candy bar size things. And I was going to wrap them in cellophane and like, lay them out separately yeah so that somebody oh, yeah that's fine one. um but I don't know if we don't get very many trick-or-treaters but yeah. I just put out a few and yeah my neighbor next door he was asking he's in his 80s he's like are we doing trick-or-treating this year and mm -hmm. I said well we might come to your house <laughs> but nobody else's like yeah. um I just don't think and we have some new kids in the neighborhood and I'm just like I don't we're not doing anything. We're not leaving this house. I'm sure the boys will get back on their Xbox and we'll watch a scary movie or. Yeah. I was going to say he could put some, attach some fake hair and do like a comb over. Or he on Monday, maybe I could just take some from the salon and like kind of like what the eyelash glue. Yeah. He can even do a full Donald Trump swirl on there. Well, and then, then he comes out of the house. He goes, I kind of think he might be bald on top. And he's just, I'm like, you think? Of course really? he's doing that. Like, you just don't pay attention to stuff like that until you have a reason to like pay attention. So cute. anyway, I'm going to let you get Bye, off of this thing. Yes. All right. I will talk to you Thank later. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Thank you to all of you who have already subscribed. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, share our content. You can also find us on YouTube. We do have a channel. Um, we do have eight whole followers, but we would love to see that go up a little bit. But you can actually see what we look like, and we would love to have some interaction with the comment page. So thank you very much for listening this week, and we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.